The Joel Calm Show, Episode 3. Launch sequence activated. It's the Joel Calm Show, featuring internet pioneer, New York Times bestselling author, and international speaker, Joel Calm. Helping you grow your business, live life today, and do good stuff. Now here's the man who has been blogging since the beginning of time, your host, Joel Kong. Knock, knock. No, it's not a joke. It's opportunity knocking, and this is the Joel Kong Show. Today I'm going to talk about how to recognize opportunity knocking on your door and which opportunities are the ones that you want to watch for. In today's life segment, we're going to talk about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. No, not the ones from the Bible. These are the relationship killers, and you're going to find this stuff fascinating. And we're going to dig into the importance of getting out from behind your computer and either getting in your car, on a train, or on an airplane and going to a live event where there's actual living, breathing people. I'm going to share with you how this is a key part of my success and why you should be going to live events well. All this on today's episode of the Joel Com Show. I'm glad you're here. Stick around. What's hot right now? Here's Joel with his latest thoughts and opinions. Glad you're here. I am. That was kind of Yoda's, Yoda-ish, wasn't it? glad you're here I am (laughs) maybe I should just stick with my own voice instead of the impressions anyway thanks for listening and joining me and thank you for the support of this podcast in just the first couple weeks we're already seeing uh, well over a dozen five-star reviews on the iTunes app store which is uh, fantastic. The show is really taking off quickly. I'm glad that you're listening and subscribing, and I really value the feedback that you're giving me as well. Because let's face it, without you, the listeners, there is no podcast. What's the point of doing this if it's not going to bring value to somebody's life? I may as well just go into my closet and share whatever I'm thinking. If nobody's listening, that may as well be the place for me. So really appreciate you. Glad you're here. And I do hope you continue listening and sharing this podcast with your friends and associates because I hope they'll like it too. A lot of great stuff coming up today, and I want to reference something that I discussed and alluded to briefly in last week's introduction, and that was that I recently did a survey of my readers, and I asked a lot of different questions, and those questions really focused on what value can I bring to you? What is it that you most need to learn in order for your business to take the next step. And of course, I'm still processing through a lot of these answers, but I saw a really interesting trend. One of the questions I asked was, would you be interested in attending a live event that I would put on where I would choose my all-star team to join me to teach the attendees how to make money online and how to grow their business? And the three responses that I gave people the choice of to respond were, 
yes, I would most definitely be interested in learning from you and your team. Maybe it depends. And no, I don't attend live events. Now, here's what I found interesting. When I began looking at the people who said, no, I don't attend live events, it seemed that from their other responses, these were the people that were having the biggest problem succeeding with their business. And the deeper I dug, the more I found this hypothesis to be accurate, which could only lead me to a conclusion which really supports what I've known for years in my life. It's just interesting to see it in the lives of others as well. Going to events. Uh, whether they are workshops, seminars, conferences, wherever you can learn more about your craft and wherever you can network with others who are also seeking to develop their craft, this is where people who want to succeed end up. And I see this again and again as a pattern in my life. Around 2001, I was invited to a um, what do I want to call this? The cabal of which we do not speak. <laughs> Basically, a group of entrepreneurs uh, won't reveal the name of the particular group to maintain the privacy. But I was in this group and it was a email list uh, full of other entrepreneurs similar to myself who would share their tips and strategies, things that were working for them in their business and asking questions of others to receive help and assistance where needed. Basically, just a group of entrepreneurs in an online mastermind. The leader of this group orchestrated a face-to-face -face meeting and invited all the members of this group to attend. Well, I didn't see the value in going, and so I didn't go. But shortly thereafter, other members began raving about how beneficial it was for them to finally meet other members of the group face-to-face -face and to have networking sessions and workshop sessions where they would learn from each other. They were also thrilled with the result that they said, we're going to do this again. So the next time they did one of these conferences, I believe was in 2004, and I agreed to go. And I showed up to this event, and it was incredible. It, there was so much benefit to meeting these people face to face. And in fact, it was at one of these events that I learned that there were people making money with Google AdSense and I began testing. I, I attribute to this day, if you hear me give a live talk and share my history, I still bring up this event where I was sitting in a conference room and the guy next to me had his laptop open with his AdSense report up. I was making about $20 a day with AdSense and I saw in his report that he was generating over $200 a day. And it was sitting in that conference room that very day, and there must have been maybe 23, 24 of us there, that I began testing AdSense block placement, sizes, colors. And I remember at the next day, I shared with the group that I went from $20 to $80 in AdSense revenue. And of course, as the story goes on, it, it went up from there. And pretty soon I was making over $500 a day in passive income, which led to a huge breakthrough for me because I wrote a book that went on to become a bestseller, put me on stages all over the world. And you could say, folks, it all happened because I attended a live 
event. I can give you example after example of how this has continued to play out in my life. All of this to say, if you aren't going to live events, you're missing out, which leads me to an announcement. And it makes perfect sense because many people who responded to the survey said, absolutely, Joel, I would attend a live event where you and your all-star team would teach me how to grow my business. Well, I haven't done this since 2008. The last time I did this was called uh, the Elevate Seminar and 50 people joined me and my team in Colorado. They paid top dollar. It was 5000 for a weekend conference, and they got every penny's worth and then some. Well, that's why I'm excited about what I'm doing next. Uh, mark this down on your calendar, October 14th and 15th. I am doing a two-day workshop here in Denver, Colorado, and the seating is limited. It's going to be a small workshop, and you're going to learn over those two days from me and my hand-picked team, which includes none other than my VP of Ideas, Dan Nickerson, who is uh, the co-founder of the Socrates theme and iFart Mobile, Lori Ruff, the LinkedIn diva to whom I attribute my LinkedIn success, and David Hancock, my publisher at Morgan James Publishing, which has, has published two of my books, including my New York Times bestseller, The AdSense Code, and my upcoming book, which features 46 co-authors called So What Do You Do? Discovering the Genius Next Door with One Simple question. This is an event that you want to reserve your seat for right away. Do everything you can to get to Colorado and join me for this. If you'll go to joelcomworkshop.com, you can go ahead, watch a brief video that I made for you, and then you can get registered for this workshop. And I'm going to look forward to meeting many of you here in Colorado for this workshop. Now, what are the communication killers, the four horsemen of the apocalypse? <laughs> well, stick around. I'm going to share something really interesting with you just after this. Hey, this is Lori Ruff, the LinkedIn diva, and you're listening to The Joel Com Show. This is great stuff. This, this is, is not a drill. drill. Created with your own set of passions, talents, skills, abilities, and personality, you bring unique value to the world. Here's Joel with something that will encourage and help you in your business and your life. You might say, Joel, I thought you were all about social media and internet business. Well, you know, I'm doing this segment because I believe that business is life and life is business and the way that we see ourselves, the way that we see other people and how we interact with each other, it really goes a long way to determining what kind of success we're going to have. Business is life. And so I'm a huge proponent of personal development, of growing personally myself, of taking honest assessments of who I am and where I am in my life, looking at my past failures, accepting my, my flaws, and also accepting that which makes me unique and different and special. And to that end, this segment of the show is really all about inspiring you, encouraging you, helping you with life principles that I believe will ultimately serve you in your business as well. Now, in this particular segment, I want to deal with relationships and communication because the healthier your communication and your relationships are, well, the more successful you're going to be 
in those relationships. And there are three books that I would say are the definitive books for relating to other people. And I'm going to name them and we're going to focus on one principle from one of the books. The books are Boundaries by John Townsend and Henry Cloud. Uh, Codependent No More by Melody Beattie. And the book that I'm going to reference today is called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by John M. Gottman, Ph.D. And the name is spelled G-O-T-T-M-A-N. And the interesting thing about this book is even though the focus is on marriage, the principles within are really applicable to any and all of your relationships. In particular, I want to talk about what Gottman refers to as the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, if you're familiar with the book of Revelation from the Bible, you'll know that the four horsemen of the apocalypse are the horsemen that are released to deliver the wrath of God to the world, you know, here in the end times. Well, He calls them these four horsemen because they're four very destructive communication styles. And I have found as I've evaluated these four that I have used all of them in my life multiple times and I see how unhealthy they are because of what they communicate to the other person. And so let me just jump in and tell you what these four destructive communication styles are and maybe you can be honest with yourself to see if you're using them in your marriage or with a girlfriend or boyfriend or with your children or with any business associates because you can only control yourself and your own behavior. So as you get a handle on these, you'll be able to spot more and more when somebody is communicating with you using one of these unhealthy communication styles. And here they are. Number one is criticism. Criticism is a killer because what it does is it goes right to a person's personality or their character. And the intent is to make that person um, wrong, to make yourself right and to make that person wrong. It's an attack on them. And you hear it in generalizations such as you always or you never or you're the type of person who does this or why are you so in fill in the blank. Whatever that criticism is, it goes to the person's character and not to the thing that is actually bothering you in this case. So when we criticize somebody, we're attacking them. And and this is an unhealthy behavior style. Number two is contempt. And what Gottman says is this is attacking your partner's sense of self with a very special intention. Your intention is to insult them or in many cases, psychologically abuse that person. You see this in insults and name calling when we call somebody fat or stupid or ugly or lazy or a wuss or what, or even worse. I mean, you could fill in the blank with expletives there and that is contempt. You see it when you've got body language and tone of voice that seem in line with this contempt, such as rolling your eyes or sneering at that person. It's saying, I'm better than you. Hostile humor, sarcasm. These are all forms of contempt. And when we attack another person with this type of communication, we're devaluing them. And that is not going to win you any points. So we've got criticism, 
and we've got contempt. Number three is defensiveness. And in defensiveness, you always see yourself as a victim. And you're, it's like you're guarding against a perceived attack against yourself. And we do this frequently. I've certainly done it many times in my life because we don't want to be the one who's wrong. And we do this, we make excuses. So we can say it wasn't my fault, or we could say I didn't say that, or we can blame it on external circumstances beyond my control. And I was forced to act in a certain way. Defensiveness also comes up in cross complaining. So where somebody might complain to you about something that you did and how that made them feel, rather than hear their complaint, you will just meet their complaint with a complaint of your own and is basically ignoring what was said to you. Or you can disagree in cross-complaint. Or you could say, yes, but which really isn't agreeing with the yes portion. It's kind of diffusing it so that you can issue your own complaint or whining like it's not fair is even a form of defensiveness. When a healthy form of communication would actually be to listen to what the other person is saying and seek to understand them. It's been said that the purpose of all communication is understanding. When we understand another person and where they're coming from and can relate to their feelings and their emotions, they know that they're heard. And whether they're right or wrong, many times people just want to be heard. So we've got criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and the fourth horseman of the apocalypse, communication style, which is just damaging, is stonewalling. This is where you withdraw from your relationship as a way to avoid conflict. What stonewalling really conveys is a disapproval, a separation, a disconnection, or perhaps a smugness. We all have stonewalled or been stonewalled. And what happens when somebody stonewalls is they take control of the relationship. Instead of having two people that are open to sharing and listening and understanding, one person is saying, I am shutting off the relationship. We're going to play by my terms. I'll talk to you when I'm ready, and it leaves the other person with an unfair uh, disadvantage, right? It's just, it's not cool. The silent treatment is not cool. Now, the healthy way to deal with conflict would be to say, I'm really upset with you. I can't talk with you now. I'm going to go take a time out for about an hour and give some time to think about this and to diffuse so we don't fight over whatever the topic is. But in an hour, I would like to come back and discuss this with you so that we can reach understanding. That's not stonewalling. That's setting agreed upon terms and both people in the relationship have an opportunity to agree that this is a good thing to do because you never want any of your relationships to escalate into fighting. That'll never serve anything. If that happens, you're going to find criticism, contempt, defensiveness, and stonewalling. And that's the thing is that all of these play off one another. And I've discussed a few remedies for dealing with these, but just to address them really quickly, if you make specific complaints 
in requests and you address your feelings, then you're going to have a lot more success being heard. For example, when you fail to take out the trash, I felt like you didn't care that it was flowing over and smelled up the kitchen. And I really want it to not smell in there. If you're consciously communicating, like you're speaking unarguable truths and you're listening generously to what the other person is saying, you're going to avoid conflict. Validating the person that you're communicating with, letting them know that what they're saying is understood by you and you can feel and see through their eyes. You know, if you appreciate what people are saying, then that's going to have a huge impact as well. One thing that people have a really hard time doing, and I know that I've done this in my life, is claiming responsibility, saying, you know, maybe I did screw up, uh, but what can I learn from it? And what can I do about it? How do I avoid repeating the same mistake in the future? After all, there are enough new mistakes to make. Why repeat the same ones? And another thing that could be really healthy is to practice not defending yourself. That means allowing the other person to share what their thoughts are and their feelings without having to defend. You can make up whatever stories that you might have to say, I didn't do that or I didn't mean that. But a lot of times that's not even necessary if you just hear what the other person person is saying. So I hope this is hopeful to you. The book again, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by Dr. John M. Gottman, available amazon.com, probably Barnes & Noble and other places. And we'll be right back after this. Engaged. And now, here's Joel with today's featured story. Someone is at your door. Could it be opportunity? Knock, knock. Who's there? Well, there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of things have been said about opportunity. Thomas Edison said, opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, America is another name for opportunity. Machiavelli said this, entrepreneurs are simply those who understand that there is a little difference between obstacle and opportunity and are able to turn both to their advantage. And Benjamin Disraeli said this, one secret of success in life is for a man to be ready for his opportunity when it comes. Now, These may or may not resonate with you, and I certainly have my own perspective and experience on what opportunity is really all about. And last week, I gave you a hint, and I said this, doors and windows. Now, a lot of people would say that in order to find opportunity, you've got to bang down the door. You know, I disagree with that. I feel like in the ebb and flow of life that opportunity presents itself, but how you go about discovering it is a unique philosophy and it's different than banging down a door. See, I don't believe in banging down doors. That's going where I'm not welcome. What I do is I look at doors and windows as opportunities and with those doors and windows, I look for a crack in them, not like a crack in the glass, like a crack where there's an open 
opening in that door, an opening in that window, an invitation to come in. It's a discovery process, and it's investigating those cracks, those little openings in the doors and windows to see if there's something there. Now, as usual, I like to look back at my career, in this case, 18 years of my internet entrepreneurship, entrepreneuring, entrepreneurial, of doing business online. (laughs) I look at my own experience and I see again and again that wherever I saw even the slightest opportunity and I investigated that opportunity, that often that opportunity would become something significant. Now, obviously, it's not always the case, but I can go as far back as getting free software in order to start my first website as an opportunity. I can see my webmaster sending me an email in 1997 and telling me about a cool beta version of a multiplayer game site that he found online and I went to see it and the guy who programmed it had about three or four people playing his card and table games in this multiplayer Java room. Remember this is 1997 back when the web was still fresh and new and by simply investigating the opportunity there I partnered with this programmer and we ended up creating classicgames.com which was subsequently purchased by Yahoo Games. So this little crack in the window, this little invitation that I investigated was a huge opportunity that led to my first million dollar deal. I investigated multiple ad services before discovering Google AdSense, including one that most people don't even know about. Did you know that About.com, which was originally the mining company.com, founded a contextual ad service called Sprinks that was out before Google AdSense? Now, they didn't make it. AdSense was the first one that really hit it big with web publishers, but I tried Springs, I tried AdSense, I tried Conterra and Chitika and many other networks, some of which survived. Way back, I tried the Yahoo Publisher Network because it was an opportunity. There was a crack in that window and I'm determined to pull it open a little bit, see if there's something there. Well, it didn't work out very well, but guess what? Yahoo's contextual ad service is back. They've partnered with Bing and actually if you'll write down down this URL and take note of this, you can go apply and see if you can run their ads on your site. It's contextualads.yahoo.net. And I just signed up and just began running ads in place of AdSense on one of my sites. And I'll report back to let you know how that's working out for me. Again, I'm investigating opportunity. Another opportunity was when Apple announced the software development kit for the iPhone. Well, that's when my team and I decided that we were going to build applications. We had no idea how big this was going to be, but we saw some cutting-edge technology that we thought was interesting and a lot of fun, and we created a number of applications. Of course, history now writes that one of them went on to become a bestseller and a cultural icon and made a bit of a stink, you might say, and was number one for 23 days straight. So you never know which opportunities are going to pay off for you. And as I referenced in my first segment, I've got to come back to this again, live events have created more opportunity for me than just about anything else. I've met 
joint venture partners, affiliates, created new relationships, and many of them have lasted for well over a decade. It's been highly profitable for me to go to live events, and that's why I still attend many trade shows, internet marketing, um, and, and other internet business events, even if I'm not speaking, because the networking is phenomenal. And that's gravy on top of whatever I walk away with that I've learned at those events. Opportunity is knocking. Those doors and windows always have little openings. Look for them, investigate those opportunities, and behind those opportunities, you may find your gold mine. Mission complete. And like that, it's over again. It's amazing how much time flies here, and I appreciate you sticking with me. Of course, I want your feedback. If you would leave a review on iTunes, hopefully a glowing five-star review, I would really appreciate that. And be sure to subscribe. If you'll click that subscribe button on iTunes or on Stitcher, you will get the podcast delivered directly to your device with each new episode, so you don't have to go download them. Is there someone you know that you think they would enjoy this podcast? Well, tell them about it. Be sure to connect with me on social media as well. Of course, everywhere you look, I am Joel Com, And be with me next week because a lot of you have asked me how I lost 50 plus pounds in such a short period of time. Well, I'm going to share with you my exact method for how I lost that weight and how that physical transformation was actually part of a complete transformation, not just physical, but also emotional and spiritual. And I'm going to be happy to share that with you. And I think you're going to find what the Joel Calm method is, is actually something that you can adapt to your own use. So until next week, thanks again for joining me here. Be sure to register for the workshop here in Denver, October 14th and 15th by going to joelcomworkshop.com and I will see you next week. Thanks for joining us for the Joel Com Show. We hope you've learned something new and that you are inspired to grow personally and professionally. We encourage you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and to share it with others. For more from Joel Com, visit www.joelcom.com. And until next time, do good stuff. This podcast is copyright Joel Com Inc. All rights reserved worldwide.